0: Growing plants that thrive in our yard is a lot easier than you think. It starts with saving your own seeds and letting them remember what they already learned. Just text SEEDS to 33444 or visit IWantToSaveSeeds.com and you will receive our free webinar about why seeds matter, why saving them is easy, and how you can save your own. Today on our podcast, we have someone who created a line of homemade nutritious and delicious snacks. We're talking with Sierra Bennett about premium homemade granola. Sierra is the founder of Vintage Oats, a Phoenix-based premium granola company. Originally from Joliet, Illinois, she has been a resident of Arizona for over 20 years. As a proud mother of a 2- and 7-year-old, she was looking for better choices to feed them, and her journey was the inspiration to launch her company. She is the creative mind behind her premium flavors of granola which focus on healthy non-gmo ingredients and no artificial flavors preservatives or colors primarily selling at farmers markets and other local events she is expanding to offer her homemade premium granola products online welcome to the show today sierra are you ready to rock homemade granola yes excellent so i shared a bit about you can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at today
1: Absolutely. Like you explained, I've been doing this for about two years now. And I originally started back in 2017 was when I got the vision, but I started selling about a year ago. So it's been one year pretty consistent that I've been selling. Mm-hmm. My story is kind of unique, how I started my business. I am a Christian and I actually prayed for about a year prior to me even starting my business. And I asked for God to really give me vision and give me purpose and just show me, you know, what do I have to offer outside of my kids or outside of just my day-to-day things and it was crazy my business idea from the logo to the business name everything just came on to me all at once so I had just ended a job in corporate America Mm Mm-hmm And I didn't have much money around the time, but I started to just create, it just came to me. I just started creating granola, trying it at home, trying different recipes. And one day it just hit and it just worked really well. And I shared my vision with some people and they really loved it. And I just kind of went from there.
0: Wow. So part of the inspiration behind this is your kids. Tell me about that.
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, for my kids, they're a huge part of it because I want to provide them with stability, of course. And beyond that, I want them to see a different side of our family. No one in my family has ever really owned a business or have taken this, you know, lane in life. And I want to be able to share with my children that you can create something and it can work you can give it your all and it can create you stability and your family. So it's more of a generational thing I'm looking into. My kids specifically, you know, thinking about college, thinking about, you know, their life of how I want to set them up for success. And it all starts with me and how I choose to live my life. And if I give 100% into what my business is, there's no limit to how big or how great it can go and how it can impact my kids.
0: Nice. I love the motivation behind it. It sounds like you've been in corporate America and felt like you could could actually jump in and do this on your own. Yes. So tell me more about that.
1: So... I did corporate America for seven years, you know, at eighteen years old. I was just kind of learning that like you get a job working nine to five and that was just it. So I did it for a long time, but I realized, you know, I kinda felt like I was more of a number a lot of times, you know, and I didn't like that feeling. I remember, you know, I worked for a job and I gave my all to the business and they just let me go. And I remember the feeling of just my kids and what am I gonna do. And I told myself, you know what, I don't want anyone to have that much control over my life. Mm-hmm. So at that point, luckily my business idea came and I just went all in. I mean, I just started buying, you know, labels. I just started trying different things. And like I said, I really didn't have much money, but I believed in my little bitty plan so much, I just started right where I was at. Nice. Yeah. And since then, I mean I haven't went back to that super corporate setting you know, it's
0: been over two years now. Cool. One of the things I have noticed for me in my life, I've been self-employed for 45 years. Wow. You know, my entire adult life and part of my young life, I owned my own business. And, you know, people look at me sometimes and they say, wow, that's a lot of risky, isn't it? And to a certain extent, it is a lot of risky. And I've always been responsible for, you know, making the money I need to make my way in the world. Mm -hmm. But being in a corporate situation where where they can let you go at a drop of a hat like they did with you. Yeah. For me, that's a whole lot more risky.
1: Yes, I agree. Yeah. Think about being an entrepreneur, you know, as you can attest to, is you have control of your life. So pretty much, I mean, if you don't work, you don't make money. If you work hard, you make money. Right. Rather than sometimes with corporate, you could be good, you could be doing excellent, you could be doing bad, and you still have that same equal chance of losing your job. So it's more so you're taking a risk on yourself. I would take that risk, Right.
0: Yeah, you did. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I did. (laughs) So did you.
0: So Vintage Oats. Tell me about that name. That's a cool name.
1: Thank you. So the name, it's pretty funny because I love vintage everything. I love vintage clothes. I love vintage couches, anything vintage. That's just what I am. And so prior to my business, my mom could say, I would always tell her like, mom, I dress vintage. Mom, this is the vintage. Everything's vintage. And so when I came up with my granola idea, I actually just Googled the name. I was like, okay, Vintage Oats Sounds good. It actually sounds really cool. But I googled the name and it really sounds for like premium. So it's of high quality. Ah. And so when I thought of that, I was like, that actually makes sense. Because really, I was just saying vintage oats, but it's really saying premium oats, you know, high quality oats. Mm-hmm. And it just really fits my life. So, down to the name of my business, the logo, everything, it really is a representation of who I am as a person and what I really stand for.
0: Yeah. Oh, and in looking at your logo, guys and gals, when you're done listening to this podcast, go to vintageoats.com and check out the logo. It is truly epic. Good job.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You can purchase some of your products on your website as well. Tell me about that.
1: Yes. So I do have an option to purchase online for local customers. So I would say Chandler, Tempe, Ahwatukee area, and certain areas of Phoenix. I do local deliveries for free. But if you live anywhere else in the world, I do ship. So that is an option I do offer. But yeah, I have explanations on there of all my flavors, the ingredients. And you can really get a good idea of the taste. I explain, you know, if it's more of a toasted flavor or if it's more of a fruity taste. So even if you can't try it, you really do have a good understanding of what you're gaining
0: Uh
1: or getting pretty much. So yeah, you can order online.
0: Awesome. So how are your kids taking to these vintage oats?
1: It's actually really funny because my kids love my product. And honestly, when I created it, they didn't really eat it because my son was so young, but the older he got, they got to eat a little bit more. And now they literally cry for my granola. Uh Or and when we go out, like a lot of times we'll go to like Barnes and Nobles and we'll spend time reading and we'll just bring a bag of granola with us and they'll just snack on that. So they really love it. Even my two-year-old, he'll eat a whole bag by himself by out.
0: Nice. You have been doing farmer's markets now for over a year. Yes. What kind of response are you getting from the people that you're visiting with?
1: So, yes, I do some farmer's markets. I do a lot of other local events as well. But the feedback that I've gotten has been truly amazing, honestly. I meet a lot of people. They're just like, oh, I don't like granola. Like, I don't want to eat that. Or I only eat it with yogurt. And usually once they try my product, they literally go crazy about it. They're like, oh, my gosh, like, I finished the whole bag before I even got home. Uh And they're very shocked. Because they probably didn't expect it to be, you know, the flavors, because all my flavors are very unique. They're nothing that I've ever tasted before. So I honestly get a very good feedback all around. I haven't really got much bad feedback about my product. How
0: does that make you feel? It
1: makes me feel amazing. It's in a feeling that I can't explain because when you create it and you know that it's not something that you are an expert, I'm not a chef. You know, I wasn't making granola for 30 years prior or 20 years prior, but I would honestly say it's a gift that I gained, you know, in a very short period of time. I'm able to impact a lot of people, you know, with my hands, with my mind. It's very amazing.
0: So you've been doing this for two years. Think back over the past two years. And is there a moment where you interacted with somebody or something happened that told you, oh my gosh, this is so why I'm doing this?
1: Absolutely. I have several times where I meet young women out at events And the feedback that I get, sometimes the women, they're so amazed, you know, they're like, wow, like, you know, you're young, you have this business, like, how did you do this? And they're so shocked. And I remember my younger self being young, kind of lost a little bit, not really knowing what I want to do with my life. And to see young girls like that and they're talking to me, I love to be that example, letting them know, listen, even though the world can show you doing this, this, the other is acceptable. Let me show you something positive. So I meet a lot of women all the time. I get to talk to them. I have long conversations with them. Sometimes even after my events, I just get to share with them my story, my testimony of how I started. And I honestly feel like it's just giving another person hope. That is greater than any money that I could ever receive. Mm. That's an experience.
0: Nice. So I'm going to shift on you and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure and what you might have learned from it.
1: Awesome. Well, of course, being an entrepreneur, I've came across a couple failures or a couple of walls. One specific would be when I first started my business, I actually have two, if you don't mind, I can share both. Please. Yeah, So one thing I have ran into was my recipes. So I had never made granola before. So I take pride in creating all of my flavors. It's a science to it. You have to learn the ratios and how to do it. And I remember being in my kitchen, trying different recipes and they failing, they're burning, they're not cooking right. And I would throw away products over and over again. And I remember just being like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. Like this is never going to work. Just speaking so much negative things to myself. And I just continued to try and over time I actually perfected it and I got it but what I learned from that moment honestly was just like literally never give up like if you put your mind to it Mm -hmm. if you keep pressing forward keep trying different things learning from the mistake you know substituting it with something different you will achieve that goal that's one of them and then another one of course when I started my business I got a lot of negative feedback from people that were close to me and people were like you know that's dumb no one's gonna buy that I don't think that's gonna work whatever else they felt in their heart it was very Hard for me to decipher between what I believe and what people told me. So I had a lot of very down moments where I felt like embarrassed. And I literally just kept pressing forward and people would say, you shouldn't do that. Just get a nine to five. And I just kept pressing. So I think even for there, I learned just set your mind on something. You can't wait for people to approve it. You just have to believe it within yourself. And once you are confident in it, people will respect it. They have no other choice to.
0: Yeah. one well, one of the things I've found with my time as being an entrepreneur is that there are people in our lives that want to keep us down for whatever reason. And those are the kind of people that I step away from. Yes. The people I want in my life are the people that throw me high fives, you know, when I come up with an idea and say, yes, let's do it. Not those that are, well, you need to get a nine to five job and be miserable like me.
1: Yeah. And it takes a lot of confidence to be able to do what we do as entrepreneurs, because you go through a lot of failures, you got to do a lot of ups and downs, and a lot of people aren't willing to take that chance. Sometimes people reflect their own insecurities, their own thoughts of themselves on you. So you have to just be strong and be like, no. No. I'm taking this path and this is my choice, you know?
0: Amen to that. (laughs) So what do you consider your biggest success?
1: So my biggest success, I would say it's probably a unique answer to say, but my biggest success would even be the beginning, like the vision To me, in my life, for me to never have been around business, for me to have never even seen anyone do this, for me personally to get to a place in my life where I could even come up with such an amazing idea, especially in times where health is so important and people love to eat. I mean, it's a really big thing. And so for me to be able to even think of that and for me to be able to put it on paper, for me to be able to articulate it and bring it to fruition. Mm -hmm. That alone is one of my biggest success. It just is a whole different side of me that I really never knew I had. Yeah, It's not even about how my business goes from here. It's more so the beginning stages to even be able to get to that place.
0: Yeah. So I don't want to bypass one of the things that you said. You said it's a really big think, T-H-I-N-K, to get started in a project like this. So tell me about that.
1: Absolutely. My thoughts on it is, at first it started with an idea, of course, and just thinking about it. And after you're thinking about it, you have to go to a creative state. And then once you get to that creative state, I mean, after that, that's where the magic happens. And so really for me to even get to that space of thinking, to believe in myself so much, to actually take action, that alone is just amazing. That's beyond my own natural, you know, understanding.
0: Yay. I love that. That was a great way of looking at it. So what drives you?
1: So what drives me the most, I would say would be, of course, as we explained before, my children are a huge part of that, uh, you know, a part of my drive. But another thing is just my personal goals drive me. I have plans, you know, that I want to achieve in my life and things that I want to be able to do for my children, for my family. So I think about generational wise, what I want to be able to do for my kids, their kids. I hear a lot about different businesses and people's families. It's like a legacy. They're able to leave things for their children's children and their able to have something on their name other than you know the basic things oh yeah you know Johnny lived a good life no Johnny was able to be able to create he was able to give his children businesses he was able to you know change the generation you know going forward and so that's something I feel like I want to be for my family. I want to change the pace and I want to create something that not only affects me, but affects my children and affects everyone else. I mean, beyond the financial stability, that's a huge part, but really just on a deeper level, I just want to be great for me
0: and the people around me. That's an extraordinary answer. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. As you were sharing that, I came up with a question that I maybe should have asked earlier, but I'm going to throw it out to you here. Do you have training in starting a business? Did you you know, find resources on online. What did you do to learn how to do this and figure it out?
1: No, I've never had any training. I actually, some years back, I wanted to go to school for business. I never did. As I explained, I have two children, so that never was really something that I did. But no, I just literally went all in. Every day, it's a learning experience. I do Google a lot of things and you know if I do meet somebody with a business sometimes I try to feed off of them a little bit but no other than that it's all on me and at the current time it's just a one person army. You know I create everything alone. I make my recipes I fill my bags. I do my labels I mean from zero to ten I do it by myself. I just learn. I trial and error. is how I get through.
0: Wow Welcome to being an entrepreneur (laughs) I've had a lot of businesses in my life. I've interacted with a lot of people and this is how we do it. You just figure it out
1: i mean because if you wait one thing i learned about it is if you never a perfect moment and so if you're waiting for a perfect moment to tackle it you'll wait forever so you just have to go in mm-hmm. and just do the best that you can and just hope on the way you'll meet some good people who may be able to help you but other than that you just have to depend on yourself
0: yeah you really have to make your own perfect moment by doing it yes beautiful if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why?
1: One book, I would say, is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey.
0: Wow, cool. Tell me about it.
1: I mean, this book, it's amazing. It really just talks about perspective. And it shows you, you know, successful people or people that have healthy thinking. It shows their perspective on life or their perspective on a certain situation and how you can be more effective. And I think that is something that we all need to work on because you have, 24 hours in your day. And if you're not effective, then you're wasting time. So this book has really just helped me see a regular situation that I might look at. It could be in a negative way or in a small minded way and really broaden my perspective on it and think a little bit different.
0: Nice. And what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners?
1: I would say, you know, don't allow fear to control your life. That's huge to me. I think that throughout the years, beyond business, just everything in your life, if you allow fear to be at the forefront, you will not succeed. You will not be able to get to any goals because fear paralyzes you. It literally does. So just don't allow fear to, you know, to slow you down. If you're scared about it, nine times out of 10, you should just go ahead and do it. And once you get past that one barrier and, you know, and just keep pressing through them, you'll see. You can do literally do anything you put your mind to.
0: Mm -hmm, Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Sierra.
1: Of course. Thank you so much.
0: So how can our listeners find you?
1: They can actually find me on Instagram and Facebook. My business name, as you explained, is Vintage Oats me one second. So it's V-I-N-T-A-G-E-O-A-T-S. And like I said, on Instagram or Facebook. And I also have a website, www.VintageOats.com.
0: Perfect. You can also find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash vintage oats. We are your urban farming resource. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also visit urbanfarm.org to find articles, podcasts, webinars, courses, and more. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. Growing plants that thrive in our yard is a lot easier than you think. It starts with saving your own seeds and letting them remember what they already learned. Just text SEEDS to 33444 or visit IWantToSaveSeeds.com and you will receive our free webinar about why seeds matter, why saving them is easy, and how you can save your own. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast.
1: Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming.